Welcome back, podcast friends, to I Am Healthy and Fit. I Am Healthy and Fit is the affirmation that begins changing your health and fitness from the inside out. I'm Steve Jordan, your health and fitness coach. Are you feeling unfulfilled? Do you want to focus on your life's work rather than your busy work? Are you ready for a life of more fun, freedom, and fulfillment? Do you feel that you need more energy to achieve your goals? And do you want to reap the rewards of a holistic life? If you answered yes to any one or all of these questions, then this is the podcast for you. Dr. Ben Carvoso is an outstanding uh, entrepreneur, leader, and mind coach in Australia. He is a uh, a really stand-up guy who's got so much value. I had a tremendous conversation with him, and I really enjoyed getting to know him and his thoughts on building your body, mind, business of life from the inside out. You see, he's just written a book called Life CEO, and your life, it's like managing a business. You have to take care of all the little details, and he gives you some really great structure and ways of do this that make it easy, definable, uh, and, and goal-oriented so that you can excel and live the life that you've always dreamed of. So without further ado, Ben Carvoso. Enjoy the listen. Welcome, Ben Carvoso, to the I Am Healthy and Fit podcast. It's a pleasure to have you all the way from Australia, mate. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Steve. You do that, mate, super well, too, by the way. Oh, that's cool. That's uh, that was my Los Angeles acting uh, skill there. <laughs> so yeah, it, uh, we we were just having a little conversation before the recording started. You're coming from Australia, and uh, you know, right now we're in this uh, crazy scenario in life uh, with the epidemic, the pandemic of uh, the coronavirus that's affecting everybody worldwide. How is it affecting you guys there in Australia? Well, as I was saying, it's been it's been a bit of a shock. You know, Aussies are a little bit laid back around all this, and we thought we thought we were at some level immune to it. You know, business could continue as normal. And to be honest, I was I was totally in denial about it being an issue. Uh, but we had on Sunday, we had our prime minister come out and say, "Hey, guys, that's it. You know, no more, no more pubs, no more clubs, no more restaurants, no more cafes, no more church, uh, no more sporting events. Uh, they've all just been closed." So yeah. it's kind of eerie and we're only on a Wednesday now and um, it's been three days into it. And, and, and I think it's just, it's just starting to kind of feel like super weird. You know, I drove to work this morning and just the roads are quiet, you know, the shopping centers are quiet. Uh, mm-hmm. It's kind of eerie. It's, uh, yeah. it's a really feeling. I can uh, relate. We're about a week into uh, the, it's called safe at home. I'm not sure what you guys are calling it, but they're calling it safe at home uh, direction. And um, they, they want everybody to stay at home unless it's a necessity, grocery shopping, medical attention, um, you know, certain things that are okay. And certain business, most businesses had to close down. Like I had to shut down my, my health and fitness studio. And uh, you know, it's just a, it's a different time, but uh, you know, we, also addressed a little bit during times like this, you know, there are opportunities, uh, you know, to make changes, right? So you're a high performance coach uh, that deals with businesses uh, in and around the health field. 
that you are helping to helping them to grow their business and their performance and their and their outreach. Um, you know, what do you foresee happening? You know, in the business world, whether it is in the health and fitness space or not, what do you foresee happening just with your background and knowledge from something like this if this continues on? I think I think the analogy I had, if you do ride, Steve. Right? Ride, yeah, push bike. Oh, right. Yeah, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Push bike, yep. Like, you know, like a road bike, right? And, you, and yep. you join, you're riding along, and the faster you go, the, the greater the headwind there seems to be. Right? The greater this kind of resistance that comes up. And so, and I think that's true for life, and I think that's true for business, that the harder you push, sometimes the greater the headwind, you know, the greater the opposition, the greater the naysayers, the greater, the more criticism you tend to get, uh, the greater the headwind, right? And so, you and I have been experiencing that in business. I've been in business now 30 years. The more I push, sometimes the more resistance you tend to get. Mm. But then Corona hit, right, the start of this year. And, and there was the headwind increased. You know, people concerned about the virus and health. And, you know, there was, a, there was this, this kind of headwind increased in our businesses. We noticed a few people weren't turning up. And, you know, there was a bit of a change in sentiment and confidence was starting to go low. And then our government said, you know, we need to do something about this. We need to start shutting businesses. And worldwide, people are losing their jobs. You know, the cafe industry, the restaurant industry, we have got hundreds of thousands of people that have been put out of work as yeah. of Sunday. So what we have now is not just a headwind. We have a massive mountain in the distance. We haven't hit it yet. You know, the gradient on our bike has started to go up a little bit. We're starting to have to push a little bit uphill. But in the distance, there is a mountain on its way. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of people that are going to hit that mountain without enough momentum, without enough speed to get up and over it. Mm. You've got to come off their bike. Uh, it's now, really interesting. Right? Yeah. I'm just painting the picture that we need to get that right now, more than ever, we need to pedal harder. We need to get up earlier. We need to stay up later. We need to be in the office and we need to work hard. We need to think outside the square. We need to hang out with people that champion us. You know, when you, when you go riding and you join a peloton, You've been on, in one of those before, right? No, I haven't. But I've been oh, on a man, peloton. You've got to do it, right? <laughs> yeah. When we're all allowed to hang out together, right? So a peloton yeah. is like a big group of bikes. And if you're pedaling along by yourself one day and you're out in the streets early in the morning and all of a sudden you hear this come up and you look over your shoulder and here's like 20 bikes and they're just, they're zipping up behind you, right? And you start pedaling a bit harder and you just join on as they go past, you stop pedaling. This, this sucker just sucks you along. That's right? really it's a cool. phenomenal feeling where you just, sometimes you've even got to put your brake on a little bit because there's so much suction. Wow. It's phenomenal, right? It's a phenomenal experience. That's what we need right now. Mm. Businesses need right now to join a Peloton. They need to hang out with people who are traveling in the same direction and join because it's easier when we hang out together. Now, governments are saying don't hang out. So I get we can't go and physically hang out. But we need to hang out, whether it's via Zoom, whether it's on the phone, whether it's by distance and we scream across, you know, at our neighbour. Uh, we need to hang out more than ever and join a peloton because mm. it's going to make it easy when the hill hits. So mm. up earlier, pedal harder, push more and join with people that are like-minded that are heading in the same direction. So where do you find these like-minded individuals that you feel like you could 
you know, contribute and they would want you to be a part of their mission or, uh, you know, their Peloton, if you will. Yeah. You know, they're out there. And so just like when that Peloton, you know, zips past me, uh, they don't mind me joining on. They don't mm. mind me hanging out on the back, right? Because at some point, the guy at the front of the Peloton, he's going to drop back a little bit and the next guy will take his place. And awesome Pelotons have this constant kind of rotation through where everyone gets a chance to have a rest. Yeah. Mm. So people, you know, that's, that understand that concept know that it's important to have people join in. We all know people that are cool dudes, that are headed in the right direction, that we go, you know, I'd like to hang out with him or her. They're attractive. There's something about them. There's something about their energy that, you know, I just want to be in their space. You know those people and I know those people. You just got to bring them. Mm -hmm. We literally just need to call these people and, hey, you know, can we catch up for a chat via Zoom? Not mm -hmm. at the coffee shop. Can we catch up for a chat? You know, can I, can I pick your brain? You know, I've got some, I've got some thoughts and I'm you know, interested in having a conversation with you. As you and, I, you and I are right now, I know that I will finish this Zoom conversation with you pumped. Mm -hmm. Better yeah. for you and I having hung out. Uh, and hopefully that'll be the same for you, right? That's the Peloton. You know, you and I will finish this Zoom and we'll go back into our businesses. Or you might go to bed. What time is it in the States? It's uh, 3.15 p.m. Oh, right. On, on, on Tuesday. You're Wednesday, though, right? Yeah, we're on Wednesday morning at um, 9 o'clock. Okay. Yeah, 9 o'clock. So, um, so I'm going to get into my day, right, just on fire for having done this. Imagine if you did that every day. You had a Zoom with someone every day. I've got to tell you, this morning at 6 o'clock, I've been doing this for five years. A mate and I catch up every Wednesday at 6 a.m. And we go for a walk. Now we've been doing it virtually for five years because he lives in another another part of Victoria. So he gets his headphones in and goes walking. I get my headphones in and go walking for an hour. And so for an hour every Wednesday we solve the problems of the world. Hmm. Uh, what a great way to start your day. Yeah. So he's an upbeat, optimistic guy looking for solutions. You know, we had big conversations this morning around the situation and where are the opportunities. Uh, so we need that. We need to find a so, Peloton. So you're saying, you know, join a Peloton and downtime is hustle time. Well, don't sit back. You got this time off. Don't be, yeah, you can take a break, watch your Netflix, hang out with your family, you know, connect with yourself, you know, might actually rebalance you as a person. You know, you might not, you might find more value in being with yourself and having that space. But you want to hustle as well. You want to spend time finding those new opportunities. Is that right? You know, you need to hustle with your family. Mm. You need to hustle with your health. Mm -hmm. you, know, you need to hustle with business. This is a time to not take the foot off the pedal. I've got two analogies for you. One, one that I've just kind of recently made up with coaching clients because this is how I felt on, on Saturday. Last week, there was some changes occurring. You could feel there was a shift occurring. There was talk about things closing down. And so... For many businesses that, and leaders within business, we were, we were holding the space. You know, we were holding that positive space for our teams, for our clients. But inside, right, you know, there's still the churn going on. There's still the concern going on. But externally, we're holding space. Mm -hmm. On Saturday morning, I wake up and I felt like I'd been in a punch-up. Like I was just, I felt beaten. Uh, and so this analogy came to me. 
that many of us right now are waking up and we feel like we've just been punched in the face. Like, what is this thing? What is this closure? Whether it's you've lost your job, or you're a business owner and you're seeing your numbers start to decline, it's this feeling like you've been punched in the face. The good news is the bell's just been rung and you get to go back to your corner. Mm-hmm. And you go back to your corner and the stool gets pulled out. You sit down on the stool and your coach and your trainer come over and they go, dude, mate, that was tough. They give you a drink of water, they splash some stuff on your face, they put an eye pack on the punch and the coach starts whispering in the ear and he says, man, you got this. I know you can do it. I've seen you out there before. You can take this guy. So when, it, when, when the bell rings again, I want you to come out. I want you to come out swinging. I want you to get in there and go hard. That's my advice to my coaching clients. Mm-hmm. Is, okay, take a breath. Take a drink of water right now. Take it, do it for a day or two. You know, gather your thoughts again. But by next week, I need you to come out swinging. Mm-hmm. This is not the time to retreat. Mm-hmm. The second analogy is the analogy I give, and I've been doing it for, for yonks. Right? And start when I give a talk to a, uh, a high school, year 12, so end of, end of high school before I went to university in Australia. And I was asked to do the talk, and um, uh, I said, look, can I have you know, two sessions, two half-an-hour sessions? So I did the first hour session, and I was due to go back the following week. And I, I buzzed the school and said, you know, what would you like me to talk about in the second half? They said, well, you know, the kids are stressed. It's getting close to end of year exams. We think they need some like mindfulness, you know, relaxation techniques. And I said, okay. I thought, no way. This is not the time to relax. We've got exams coming. This mm. is the time to go to war. Mm. So I went in and I, and I showed that clip out of Braveheart. You know the, the movie Braveheart with Mel oh, Gibson? Oh, yeah. What great. And that Mel scene. Gibson. Yeah. That's where they're on the hill, right? And all the tribes have gathered together. All the, the clansmen have gathered together. And they're looking down. There's this sea all of a sudden appears of the English. Just, you know, this sea of troops starting to come up and, you know, over the ridge. And... Uh, and, and the, the, the clansmen are starting to get nervous, right? And, and some of them are going, you know, hell with this, I'm out of here. I'm going to retreat. I'm going back to my, my home and back to bed. I'm going to go back to sleep and try and sleep this sucker off. And then Mel rides out and he says, you know, are you going to give up? Are you going to go back and retreat and one day wake up and wonder whether you should have fought today? Mm. And he does that incredible speech and, you know, parades back and forth and, all of a sudden the clansmen start to come together and they're banging their shields and banging their swords and, and all of a sudden, boom, they're off to war. Yeah. Now, Mel didn't sit everyone down and go, okay, guys, everyone take a seat. Let's cross our legs and sing a bit of Kumbaya. Let's, you know, let's just relax and do some mindfulness before we go to battle. Yeah. Uh, he no. said, let's fire up. Yeah. And my clients are saying, it's time to fire up. This is the mm. time to go to battle. Mm. Yep, gather your thoughts, take a drink. But, but by next week, you know, we need to hit the ground running. We need to gather some momentum and some speed because the big hill's on its way. Mm-hmm. Great advice. And, uh, you know, it brings me to some of the other thoughts that I had when you were, you know, sharing that story about Braveheart. I mean, your, your rugby team, you know, the Australian or New Zealand. Oh, my God, I messed up. <laughs> That's like a big faux pas right there, New Zealand. Like, but you guys, you know, I'm sure before you go out and play rugby, I mean, rugby is huge where you're at, um, you know, doing that and doing a chant. Like, I know that before you play a sport, you change your physicality. The easiest way to change your state and your mind 
is change your physical state. And it can happen like that by just moving, getting up. Like I'm sitting down now, but you've been standing. Like if I just stand, I'm sure my voice is going to project differently than the way I'm sitting down. And do the work that's dirty, the hard work, the thoughtfulness, the, you know, that tweaking that you're talking about to create the momentum in a space and a, and a physical state where you're able to really hone in and focus, right? So I think, you know, standing desks are really opportunistic right now and standing up when you're thinking about these ideas, you know, just playing off of what you're saying here and giving some suggestions, uh, you know, drinking water, having, you know, hyd being hydrated, eating really good, clean foods. You know, I know that people here, I don't know about where you are in Australia, but people went out and like ransacked the shelves. I mean, but if you go into a grocery store, the vegetable section and fruit section was bountiful, but all the dry foods, the sh all the food inside the perimeter was all gone. So all the chips, the, you know, the nuts, the, 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 the whatever that isn't wholesome or good for you or might have you spike your insulin levels and your sugar levels and you'll be zigging and zagging with energy through the day. Rather than doing and eating that, go stock up on the vegetables, go to the farmer markets. And, you know, they're, they're giving out major deals right now, the farmer's markets, because they're slow in business. The people aren't really going. If you walk into a farmer's market right now, I don't know if you have them in Australia, but here the farmer's markets are awesome. You know, you can get, I can go in there with $20, and I'm not sure what that's equivalent to in your currency, but you know, twenty dollars. Yeah. <laughs> We're in Hamlet at the moment, but yeah. Really? Yeah. So I mean, twenty dollars you walk in and you can come out with like a almost like feels like a bushel of, of vegetables that will last you for weeks. Yeah, spot on, Steve. Spot on. I came back from an adventure race, uh, which was kind of a three-day trip away, and, and I came back and I heard about all these supermarkets being, you know, being hit, and exactly that. I went into the local supermarket just to have a wander around, and you're right, the shelves were empty. Like I'm, I started up at the frozen section, and I'm walking back through towards the fruit and veg section, and as I'm going through, it's empty shelf and empty shelf, and I went, wow, and I took a picture of the cereal aisle, and it was just empty shelves. Yeah. And then I came around the corner, I was like, wow, there's heaps of food. The fruit yeah. and vegetable stuff is like, it's chockers. And I took a picture of that and I did a Facebook post on it. I said, you know, well done Woolworths for clearing out all the junk food. Uh, right. Thank you for doing that and only supplying the healthy food so people can actually be healthy in this, in this, uh, in this crisis state. Oh, that's um, funny. You're right. You know, people are, people are, this, this is where, this is a really great opportunity for us to, you know, you've, you've heard of the, the Chinese um, letters for crisis. Mm. Yeah, it's no, words. I don't think so. Yeah. So if you look at it, um, the, the Chinese word for crisis, it's made up of two characters. The first character is danger. And I get that, right? There is danger out there at the moment. Yeah. But the second character is opportunity. Mm. The word crisis in Chinese is danger and opportunity. It's mm. a real opportunity for business owners right now to, to make a pivot, to make a shift to do better, to pr produce a better item, to produce a better product, to create better relationships. But there's also a real opportunity for us to make a shift in us, to stop mm. the drinking, to start exercising more, to start eating a little better. There's a real opportunity for us to, to do different with us. And you're damn right, man. We, the, 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 the human body 
is incredible and it will fight infections. It's designed to do that. There's a, there's a first response, which is skin and nose and stomach acid and saliva in your mouth. And you know, there's this first external response when a germ comes along, the body will destroy it. There's a second part to that, which is all the internal stuff, you know, the macrophages and the white blood cells and that incredible immune response. If the, if the blood gets past all that and into your system, the body's got this incredible immune defense system. That's number one, the first response. The second response is if the bug does get in there and it gets past all that, then there's this secondary response where we produce antibodies and, you know, again, we go on to fight the infection. Of course, then we, we build immunity if it comes around again. That's been keeping humans alive for thousands and thousands of years. But people aren't doing that. People aren't looking after that. People are just going, oh, I need to just use hand sanitizer and stay separated. Yeah. Yeah. That's a man manufactured, uh, you know, immune kind of response. That's not, that's not the innate response of the body. We need to look after that innate response because that in the end of the day is the thing that will keep us alive and keep us safe. I love that. And I, I, you know, as healthy minded as I am, I really didn't see that, that, that correlation, the hand sanitizers and all of that is an external man-made product to help us keep healthy when really the health is coming from the inside out. And there's a good chance you might come in contact with the coronavirus and you may actually have it and show zero symptoms because that is part of the knowledge and the, and the news. People say you might have it and not even know. You might not have any symptoms, but there are others that will have you know, really bad symptoms and potentially even death, God forbid. But um, it's really interesting that you're saying that. And I believe that right now, Italy is the worst, um, has the worst and the highest death tolls. And they're saying part of that is because a lot of them are elderly. Um, there's a big elderly population in Italy. Um, and so I think many of the people that are affected by this and have been, you know, their lives have been taken from it are, are much older and they're probably, their health isn't as, as robust as someone younger which I know that they've been showing statistics between like ages of 18 and 35, you're pretty, I want to say bulletproof, but the, the incidence of death is much, much smaller, like a 0.01% in that age range. So, you know, it's, uh, it is real. It is something that we definitely need to, you know, consider. Um, and, and we've done a really good high job highlighting that, but let's take it outside of the coronavirus. Let's take it now into just like, you know, everyday business, you're a high performance coach. You've been doing this for a long time. You said 30 years or somewhere there around, you know, what were you teaching and coaching clients, you know, before this epidemic? What was, what was, what was happening in the, you know, in that conversation then and now? Again, this is a great opportunity for business owners to just to take a moment and reflect and ask what is important? You know, what mm -hmm. do I really want my life to be about? And, and it's not, this is not a question I don't just ask now. It's a question I ask with all clients, all the years that I've been coaching. We always start with purpose. What, what do you really want your life to be about? Because the challenge is most people are doing what they should, not what they really want to do. They're doing what their parents told them they should do, the church told them, their boss told them they should do, or even they should on themselves and go, oh, you know, I think I should. Uh, but it's not what they really want. When you do the should, all you do is you get busy and broke. Mm -hmm. When you do what you really want, you become productive and profitable. Mm -hmm. So uh, right now, business owners need to just 
take that pause as they should always and actually go, what, what really matters? What do I really want? What's, what is, what's, what, you know, when I, when I die and you know, there's someone standing there and they're talking about me, what do I want them to say about me? Not what I did, but the kind of person that I was. You know, what was my life all about? So purpose number one. Number two, make some, some plans. So here's my wall wall, right? Mm. Uh, that's, that's, you know, so I was in again on Sunday and, and redid, redid this, did some mods to this because there's been a shift, there's been a change in, in you know, our circumstances in Australia, yeah. but, but there's a plan in place. So we need to make some really good plans because that takes the, 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 um, uh, the, un, uh, the intangible of purpose and makes it tangible, makes it into something that we can actually action. Mm. Thirdly, I talk to coaching clients about personality, the kind of character that you need to bring to your day. Not what you need to do, but who do you need to be? You know, we look at people that are successful and they have a certain character. Is this coming through all right, Steve? I just feel like we're dropping out a little bit. Yeah, is this, we're, is this we're, cool? it's a little bit. Uh, little yeah, good. So, so plans are important, but then it's all about personality. What's the kind of character you bring, the ethos, the culture that you bring to your day? Uh, and so for my, most of my clients, I get them to work more on the personality, the culture they need to bring. Who do you need to be? Who do you need to be for you? Who do you need to be for others? Who do you need to be for your team? Who do you need to be in your relationship? Who do you need to be when you do health? You know, the kind of person you need to be. So we've got purpose, plans, which drives personality, which then drives productivity. And productivity is what you need to do. And how do you do that effectively? What systems and strategies have you got in place, in place to make sure that you are productive rather than busy? So many people are running around busy. Their days are full, but they're unfulfilled. And they're unfulfilled because they're not really productive they're not they're not getting the stuff done that they need to do you do that purpose plans personality and then productivity you end up profitable and i don't just mean profitable in the bank i mean profitable in your business as far as leadership's concerned profitable in your relationship that is the relationship you have with your wife or your husband is better at the end of the week than it was at the start of the week for all the investment of time and energy that you put into that relationship at the end of the week, it's better. At the end of the month, it's better. At the end of the year, you've got a better marriage. I mean that around health as well. I mean, you know, you know, when you train clients that if they do the right work, if they turn up with the right kind of character and the right kind of mind and train and do it effectively, at the end of the week, they're a little stronger and a little fitter. At the end of the month, for all that effort and energy, they're way stronger and way fitter. At the end of the year, they're way stronger and way fitter. But that only happens if they're productive. And you know, again, in the fitness industry, there's heaps of people kind of turning up and they're, they're busy. They look like they're busy. They're wearing the gym gear. But at the end of the week or the month of the year, they're no fitter. They're no stronger. They're no more flexible. So uh, for my clients, we run through that process. I have a guided, systemized strategy for running clients through that process so that they are productive. Uh, and now, as I said, more than ever, we need to be productive. We need to mm. keep that hill momentum. Uh, so who are your clients? Who, yeah, this is awesome stuff. And I, I couldn't agree more. Who are your clients? Who, what, what kind of businesses do you work with? 
Well, I, I tend to niche into healthcare, but you know, as the saying goes, your target is not your market. So I tend to find that, um, yes, whilst I look after all the healthcare practitioners, I'm looking after a whole range. I've got lawyers, I've got accountants, I've got, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, business owners from uh, agriculture to manufacturing. Um, it's, it's super diverse. Um, CFOs of companies, uh, and they're really all looking for um, the, many of them are looking for, and I hate to use this term, I'll reframe it in a second, but work-life balance. They're mm. wanting to you know, improve their business, but improve their life at the same time. One of the challenges that often happens, particularly when people end up getting coached, sometimes they get coached in business and their business grows, but their life falls apart. Mm. Uh, you and I know many people. I've been there before. Listen, I've yeah, been there before. You know, the business looks great. You're driving a great car and you're in a big house, but there's no relationship or there's no health. And so you know, many of my clients come to me because they want both. So I talk about work-life integration. Uh, and that really starts when we look at purpose. And the, and the model when I wrote my book, Life CEO, um, how to take charge and start doing your life's work, not your busy work, <laughs> shameless plug. Um, no, it's not a shameless plug. Let's, pl let's plug it again. Life CEO. It's an uh, it's an awesome yeah, book. It's yeah. a great cover. I love the the subtitle as well. Let, let's 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 plug it the best you can. I'll hold that while I'm talking. Yeah. Um, there you go. So uh, the reason I wrote Life CEO was it's it's how do you run your life like a CEO would run a company? Well, in yeah. the beginning, he starts with the board, gets together with his peers, and goes, you know, what, what's his company about? What's the purpose of it? That's exactly what I said. You know, we need to start with purpose. But then he goes out to his team, he goes out to his different departments and he says, okay, HR department, this is your mission within the company. It's the overall purpose, but within that, here's your mission. And, and HR department, product development, sales department, uh, marketing department, each of these departments have their role within the overall fulfillment of the purpose of the company. But you get that each of the roles are different. Each of them are gonna be doing different things but they're all in alignment, heading the company in the same direction. And so with my clients, we start there. We go, what's your overall purpose? Now let's look at your departments. Okay, you've got a, you've got a wife, you've got two children, you've got your health, you've got your business, you've got your career, you've got finances. These are the different departments, the different roles within your life. Let's get them all very clear on their individual missions and make sure all the missions are aligned and heading in the same direction. So that when you work on your business, your health is getting better. When you work on your health, your relationship's better. When you work on your relationship, your money's getting better. Because each is all heading in the same direction. Mm. You know, you had mentioned something earlier, and I love, again, priority and prioritizing what's important to you. Um, I personally have found when I focused on money, you know, and making more money, that my productivity actually wasn't as good. I worked harder and I pushed harder and I didn't actually earn as much. But when I stopped focusing on, you know, making more money, instead I focused on service or customer care or even my education, learning more skill sets, different things that would make me better than the money followed. Would you agree on that? Uh I, I would agree. I think there's no reason that you can't have a focus on money as part of the overall strategy. So, mm -hmm. you know, within a business, there is a finance department. They need to be very focused on money. 
Yes. Uh, but it's but it's not. You need to make sure that, we, that at times we focus on different departments, not to the exclusion of others. Mm. Yeah. So you know, the, the, when we do um, the the planning work with my clients, we plan over a trimester, over a four month period. We put a plan together, and there's usually three, maybe four at the most things that they focus on for that trimester. But those three things aren't to the exclusion of all the other aspects of their life. So they might choose, you know, I'm going to focus on, you know, marketing my business. I'm going to focus on, um, um, you know, employing uh, new team members. And then I'm going to also focus on um, the upcoming triathlon that I want to train for. So there's three things they focus on, not to the exclusion of their relationship, not to the exclusion of their role as a father, but to the inclusion of those things. Mm. Uh, that only happens if there's good alignment. Got it. So there's synergy. So you're, you're, you're yes. not only coaching people on creating, you know, better habits within their business, you're creating better habits to have more synergy in their life. Absolutely. It's almost like the Peloton, you know, yeah. that each yeah. of the departments of the life, if they're all heading in the same direction, they pull each other along. As I say, you know, when you're doing better as a husband, all of a sudden your business is better. Yeah. When your business yes. is better, you come home a better dad. Mm. When you're a better dad, your health is better. Uh, I have a, a great saying when I'm working and coaching with my, my, my clients and staff is uh, how you do one thing is how you do everything, right? So, yes. you know, if you're paying attention and you're doing the detailed work in one area and you're, you're following through, you're going to do better in the other areas. It's just a, it's a, a contagious action. It's contagious, uh, you know, way of being, it will affect every area of your life. hundred percent. Yeah. Fantastic. Now uh, you've obviously you've had a lot of success because you are where you're at. Um, but I'm certain that you've had some challenges and or, you know, I want to call them failures. Let's just call them challenges with clients that they didn't, fulfill like the needs or wants that they had coming in and working with you as like when I do, when I work with somebody, I've had a lot of success, but I've also have had times when people haven't been successful. I, I think it's important for us to know, for me to know, we to know what has been the characteristics of those that haven't been successful that you've coached. Uh, you know, what were the things that they weren't doing or they were doing that wasn't good enough? Right, because we always focus on the the things you need to do, the good things. But what are the things that we should maybe pay attention to that we're not that are also inhibiting us or not allowing us to move forward and be better? Yeah, grow. Yeah, great question. I think uh, again, I hate to use this Peloton analogy again, but um, this this is not something that we, that we need to do alone. And I just mean the current circumstance. I mean business or even relationships or health. This is not something you need to do alone. Uh, this is something that you need to build a team around you that support you. And in the work that you do with your body training and personal training work, um, I know that as, you know, when, I, when I try and train at home by myself, I sometimes suck at it. You know, I go, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna train today and I look at that weight and I think, ah, it's a bit heavy. Oh, I think I'll do the lighter one today. I'll have a lighter workout. But if I was catching up with my personal trainer, he'd go, Benny, come on, mate, pick up the heavy ones. Come on, let's, I'll help you out. Already? Pick them up together. Come on, let's get them. All right, let's do 10. Here we go, nine. And they coach you through becoming better. Mm. So 
the difference between someone that's successful and unsuccessful, successful people get stuck in life. They get to a certain point and they get stuck and they recognize they're stuck and then they get some resources around them that help them get unstuck and move forward again. And then they get stuck, get some resources, get unstuck and move forward. Unsuccessful people get stuck don't first of all recognize they're stuck don't recognize their cycle and doing the same thing over and over again expecting a different result get frustrated with the world blame and make excuses point outside of themselves turn back and put another episode of netflix on so if you want to be successful you need to push to the edge get stuck you know there'll be a time when you get to the edge and then you'll ask you know can i really go on am i worthy Am I smart enough? Am I good looking enough? Am I whatever enough? You will be, you'll question that. But in that moment, you recognize that you're, that you've bought and you'll get some resources and watch a YouTube. You'll get yourself a coach. You'll get yourself a trainer. You'll attend a conference. You'll read a book. You'll get some kind of resource that helps you step over the line and move forward again. Versus the unsuccessful. Go for it. So, again, the difference between successful and unsuccessful, both get stuck, but the successful people recognize they are stuck and gather a resource. This is the hero's journey. You know, if you've watched The Hobbit, um, or not The Hobbit, the, uh, the Lord of the Rings. Have you seen that, Steve? Yeah, I, 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 yep. I tried to read the book when I was a kid, but I couldn't get into it, and then I watched the movie. <laughs> yeah, movies are epic, right? That, yeah. Epic, but uh, you know, there's that there's that that first one, right? Where you know Frodo's uh, in the Shire and it's beautiful and there's birds and butterflies and you know they party every night and get drunk and they wake up the next day and it's just you know it's just this amazing beautiful life. But then Gandalf comes along, and says, "Hey Frodo, you know the world needs you. You know you're cool with leaving home and coming on a bit of adventure." And Frodo goes, "You know that'd be cool. I'd be up for that." up for a bit of adventure and the movie starts off and he heads off you know with his two buddies and they're singing and they're walking through the grass and the birds are singing and the you know the butterflies are out there and they've got their second breakfast and it all just seems amazing they're heading off on this beautiful journey but then the dark night comes you know it turns dark and it turns cold and they find themselves in this tavern full of kind of creepy people and without you know, doing the full story, as you know, you know, like it's a pretty bad night that night and the wraths come out and he ends up getting stabbed in the chest with one of the swords. And, you know, it's a pretty tough, tough time. But it's during that, that darkest of dark nights that he, he develops and, and finds a new resource in the power of the ring. And the ring helps him get through that night and through into the next day. And that cycle continues for the entire series of Lord of the Rings. It continues to move forward, seems like it's going well, then it turns into another dark night and he finds another resource, whether it's a magician or whether it's a special power or a potion or a lotion that helps him get through and on to the next day. So many of us have these dark nights. Successful people recognise they're in the dark night. They look for the resource to help them out of it so they come out the better version. You see, the catch is if you want to be the better version of you, 
you can't be the better version of you staying home. The only way to become the better version of you and your business is to leave home, to leave the safety of home and go on an adventure. The catch mm. is every adventure it. has a dark night. Yeah. And so there's people in business right now, you know, that set off on the adventure of business last year. And it was last year was a great year to be in business, right? Everything was sort of chuffing along well and everything was just great. They didn't know that there was going to be a dark night around the corner. Mm. And here it is here, right? Uh, now, now is the time to get resources around you. Now is the time to get yourself a personal trainer. Now is the time to get yourself a coach. Now is the time to watch more quality YouTube rather than the junk. Now is the time to fill your bookshelf with books and start reading. Now's the time to get resources so that on the other side of this, you can come out the better, stronger, faster version of you. Because our world needs new versions. So, you know, when, when Frodo moved through that whole journey of Lord of the Rings, eventually he went back to the Shire and departed his, you know, his knowledge on the rest of his tribe. That's what we get to do. When we get through the dark night and come out the new version, we don't just keep that to ourselves. We share that with our community. Right now, our community needs more people to push through this and come out the better version. Yeah, I can agree more. This is fantastic advice. And I want to just, you know, add to that. You know, people think they need to do it all at once. You just do it each a little bit each day, right? You know, and just do a little bit each day and it helps to build that momentum. And before you know it, you know, after a week, you've done a lot. Like it's, you know, not putting in the, the 10 hours or the eight hours, don't make it too overwhelming. For some that might work, but for most, yeah. many, it's like building a muscle. You don't go to the gym for eight hours a day. You go for a half hour, 45 minutes if you've been sedentary or if you've been in a business that has been working, but you didn't need growth. You've been on, you know, autopilot or you've been on yeah. cruise control and you've been used to that, you know, uh, that pace, so to speak, like in the Peloton, right? You're, you're, you were, you know, riding on flat surface. Now all of a sudden you're hitting that hill. You're going to have to push a little bit more, but you do it little by little, right? You go an hour a day or half hour a day, start thinking on, you know, writing down your strategies and your goals and things that you want to work on. And then the next day you execute them and then do that again for the following day, you know, set your plan and then you can be more prepared the next day to set, you know, the goals uh, to put them into action. So yeah, really, really great stuff. I think this is all so pertinent right now to especially the times that we're in. You know, and I like how you said there, you know, we're, we're in a dark space. And after every dark time, right after every winter time, there's a spring and a summer. And there's a lot of people, especially in this time we're in right now, that are going to make a lot of money, that are going to be very opportunistic, um, being able to capitalize on the opportunities that are before them because they, you know, they can see it. They're looking outside the box. They're maintaining flexibility. They may have been in a better, they may have prepared themselves to be in a better financial position to make moves. You know, real estate might drop. Uh, the housing market, you know, could take, could take a tumble. A good time to maybe buy. A good time to get in and do that flip or that fixer up. Or, you know, maybe it's, uh, you know, time to reinvent your business model. I just started to do that about two months ago prior to this 
um, creating different programs and a whole new space and really rebuilding the whole brand from the ground up. Uh, so it's really, you know, interesting times. I believe, you know, like we said earlier, you know, this, these downtimes should be hustle times and we got to get into action more and be much more vigilant about, you know, putting our best self, you know, forward and making our opportunities bigger and brighter. So very, very cool conversation. And I'm very interested to, you know, read your book. I want to get a copy of that um, life CEO and uh, you can get it on Amazon, right? Is that available yeah. on Amazon right now? Right. Yeah. So life CEO available on Amazon. Um, you know, life is like a business. You gotta, you know, address it. Some people go through, you, you built a habit to get to where you're at now. Um, and you know, those habits at once were difficult. Those, you know, actions that once were difficult and they may not be a difficult. I think that sometimes, and I'm, I, I, you know, I, I'm not saying what we're going through is a good thing, but it can, we can make the best of it, right? Like we talked about, we're both very opti optimistic people, right? The situation that we're going through now is a time to reevaluate, to hit the reset button, to, you know, look at ourselves and within ourselves to, you know, really see if what we've been doing has been our best, if what we've been doing is what makes us happiest, if what we've been doing is going to provide the life and lifestyle that we want and we deserve. And if it, you answered, you know, no to any of those, and if you have a maybe there, well, then that's a good opportunity for you to look within and find uh, potentially, you know, different solutions and ways of doing and being so you can have and, and, and be more for our community, for our, for our world you know, a better place to be in a better place. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, Ben, I'm, I'm super grateful that we've had this conversation. Uh, it's been a, a very uplifting, op you know, conversation, especially during this time. Do you have any closing thoughts, any ideas, uh, you know, any thoughts that you'd like to leave and impart on us? Any other words of wisdom? Yeah. I, look, I would say I encourage your listeners to get my book, but only get it if you're going to take action. You know, the book is full of um, knowledge, but at the end of every chapter, it asks you to do something. And so there is a, there is a great opportunity now, as I said, way back in the beginning of this, this interview, that if you feel a bit punched in the face, yep, get back to your corner, take a seat, gather your thoughts again, but then come out swinging. You've got to take action. And so for the end of this podcast, I'd ask your listeners, uh, just, just when this podcast finishes and you turn it off, go and do something take some kind of action, call that person that you need to call, send that email that you need to send. Uh, you know, take some action as a result of this podcast. Don't just make it an interesting podcast, make it useful, do mm -hmm. something. Uh, it's, you know, people are out there listening to podcasts all the time and they say, oh, I heard this great podcast, but they haven't taken any action on it. Do something as a result of listening to this podcast. Mm -hmm. Great advice. Awesome. There you have it, everybody. You know, Dr. Ben Carvosa. And Dr. Ben, can I ask you what your doctorate is in? I'm a chiropractor by trade. Oh, no kidding. That's awesome. You know, it's funny, mm -hmm. uh, as we were speaking and, you know, learning more about you and your personality and who you are, I have a good friend that I'd like to introduce you to, uh, who's also a chiropractor, uh, but more around the business end of his life in that world and space right now. I think you two would hit it off really well. Dr. Brian oh. Paris, 
So I'll, uh, I'll connect you with him. Um, but everybody go ahead and get the book. If you are like Dr. Uh, ben said, if you want to make a change in your life and you're willing to do the work, cause it doesn't happen without work. If you're building a muscle. It doesn't go by just picking up that weight once it goes by picking it up and moving it, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of times. So you, uh, you got to do the work. You got to follow through uh, in order to create some change. So Dr. Ben, I appreciate you and your time and your advice here. It's been very inspiring, uh, motivational and educational. Uh, and everybody, thanks for listening and tuning in and stay healthy and fit. You have to believe it before you can achieve it. Dr. Ben, thanks so much for your time. Thanks, Steve. It's been amazing. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed the podcast. And one more thing before you take off. Would you like to receive a short email from me one time a week on Fridays? Five to Thrive Fridays is a way for me to keep you expanding your health and fitness with five of the coolest things that I find interesting or ideas that I've been thinking about. Health and fitness books, trends, foods, recipes, supplements, anything to keep you feeling healthy and fit over the weekend and beyond. Visit stevejordan.com and click on the hashtag I am healthy and fit to leave your email address. And one more important note, if you found this podcast motivating, inspiring, or educational, please share with your family, your friends, coworkers, or anyone that you know who needs to improve their health or fitness. Take a screenshot of this podcast and share on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or any other social media platform. Taking the initiative to share not only helps the people you share it with, but it will help you because the law of giving to get. You see, when you give with generosity without expectation, you will receive more for doing so. And this holds true when you want to be healthy and fit, my friends. This is another exercise that I prescribe to all of my clients. And those that have taken it on have undoubtedly seen the most results. So please, take a few more minutes of your time and do it now. Thank you again for listening. I am healthy and fit.